welcome to the Everyday Neuro podcast series. I'm your host, Dr. Janine Cooper, and I'm aiming to provide you with the knowledge and inspiration to understand the fascinating world of the human brain. This episode of the Everyday Neuro podcast series will focus on the psychology of recreational travel. And I'm going to make this distinction as many of us travel on a daily basis, whether it be to work, to the shops, maybe to venues and activities, as well as visiting family and friends. This kind of travel is often just part of a larger activity and for many of us it can also feel very familiar and a regular pursuit that can sometimes be overlooked or even deemed as tiring and stressful. I know how the morning car, tram or train ride can bring dread. So today's podcast is about recreational travel or taking a holiday or vacation and to be able to discuss how our desire to explore new places or visit dreamed of locations affects our mental health and cognition. Perhaps it's the wish to visit a spectacular city or relax on soft white sand next to a crystal clear ocean or even take in nature and find time for just being you. Now all of these apply to me as well as my love of being around a different language and soaking up the culture and atmosphere of my destination. So before I continue, what I'd love you to do is to think of what your next chosen holiday would be. And while you're doing that... Just take a few seconds. Does it bring you joy to be able to think of this? For many of us, the answer is definitely yes. And there's an expanding amount of research that has shown that even the thought of taking a holiday or even knowing that one is planned in the foreseeable future can improve our mental well-being. This was reported in a 2002 study by David Gilbert and Junaida Abdullah from the University of Surrey in the UK, who assessed perceived or subjective well-being of two groups of people, those that had a holiday planned and those who did not. The results suggested that those who were waiting to go on holiday were much happier with life as a whole and reported experiencing fewer negative and unpleasant feelings. This subjective happiness related to their thoughts about a variety of things and included their family, their economic situation, their health and combined overall well-being compared to the non-holiday taking group. Reasons for the increase in positivity could be linked to the neurotransmitter dopamine that I have talked about in earlier podcasts. Dopamine is produced when we experience pleasure. The brain wants this response to occur again and so dopamine is produced to make us likely to do that activity again. Hence, the simple act of thinking about a holiday that triggers feelings of pleasure and of joy can create a dopamine release and reward us with endorphins which we interpret as positivity and happiness. Therefore, the anticipation of a holiday can be highly beneficial to our mental health. Indeed, in the last decade, more and more people are now taking a holiday with a primary goal of improving their mental well-being. This is clearly evident in the recent Expedia Vacation Deprivation Study that aims to bring awareness to the precious time off that we're leaving on the table and try and educate and empower people to take back vacation days. 
Expedia first commissioned vacation deprivation in 2000 for people in the US, and in 2005 they went global to compare behaviours across countries. As of 2018, vacation deprivation has grown to encompass 19 countries and more than 11,000 respondents, and I've included a link to this in the show notes. The recent reports emphasise that respondents to the survey state that reasons for taking a holiday include mental wellness and as a chance to hit the reset button on stress and anxiety. Indeed, travelling and taking a holiday have been found to improve not only your mood during the time you're away, but also in the longer term. This was shown in a study of women living in rural Wisconsin in the United States. Vatsal Shikani and colleagues in a 2005 study followed a group of 15,000 women over five years and discovered that those who took a holiday twice a year were significantly less likely to become tense, depressed or tired than women who took vacations once every two years. Yet many of us are not taking holidays or making use of our allocated annual leave as shown in the Expedia Vacation Deprivation Study data. Of the countries included in the study, Japan is top for not taking allocated holiday leave, closely followed by Italy and Australia. Take a look for yourself if you would like more information by visiting the show notes. So I'm asking, why do so many people not take a break? Well, again, if we look at the research, it suggests that the reasons for this include financial restrictions and that people try to save up their days for a longer holiday. Also, work duties often mean that it's really difficult for some people to take a break and that planning a holiday is often perceived as too hard and time-consuming, especially when your life is already stressed and busy. Often the reasons for not taking a holiday relate to choosing to spend money on other things. Yet, really, this is paradoxical, as booking a trip and purchasing a holiday is highly restorative, can improve mental and physical health, and have been linked to greater perceived happiness. This has been reported in a number of studies by Travis Carter and Thomas Gilovich, who have found that the purchase of experiences such as holidays and concerts are much more likely to make people happy than material possessions such as clothes and electronic gadgets. The researchers offer a potential explanation for the result in a 2012 article. They suggest that people tend to think of their experiential purchases, such as holidays, as more connected to the self than their possessions. They're more likely to mention them when telling their life story and that the tendency to cling more closely to cherished experiential memories, such as holidays, is connected to a greater satisfaction that people derive from experiences rather than possessions. Even a short trip that enables you to escape your usual routine can have a hugely beneficial effect on your well-being and your cognitive abilities. So people that often don't take a break because they're worried about their finances, please be reassured that even just getting away from the mundane routines and maybe going somewhere on a train that doesn't cost that much money can also be included as recreational travel that can have such positive beneficial effects. 
The areas of the brain that deal with novelty and reward, such as the hippocampus and regions of the frontal lobes, are highly active when we see new stimuli, and travel allows this to happen. When we visit a new place, experience a non-native language and become immersed in an unfamiliar culture, we are stimulating our brains and creating a rush of neurochemicals that can create reward and pleasure. As I've mentioned in earlier episodes, unfamiliar scenarios mean that our stored reference system, considered by some to be made up of packages of information called schemas, is challenged, albeit in a really good way. If we allow it, differences can bring adaptation and allow learning and expansion of our existing knowledge. Listening to an unfamiliar language has been shown to stimulate core regions of the brain that deal with self-awareness, learning and working memory. Rather than fearing the differences that travel may bring, we should truly embrace them. Our travel experiences provide us with stories and adventures that we can share with others and hence it can enrich our social skills whilst on holiday as well as on our return. Indeed, this was shown in a study by Julia Zimmermann and Franz Mayer who compared a large group of German college students who had studied abroad for one or two semesters to a control group of students who had remained in Germany. All students in the study were given a personality inventory to measure the big five personality dimensions that include extroversion, agreeableness, openness to experience, conscientiousness and emotional stability, both before and after the travel period. Those that had studied abroad tended to show an increase in openness, agreeableness and emotional stability relative to the control group who had stayed in Germany. Zimmermann and Mayer claimed that these personality changes are related to changes in social networks as a result of travel. So it appears that travel not only improves your well-being but also helps to enrich your social life too. Socialization is particularly important to quality of life in later life, as expressed by Hannah Miller in episode three of the Everyday Neuro podcast series. And taking a holiday and traveling has been found to be an excellent way to support this. However, retirement for some people can lead to financial restrictions that can mean that older adults are less able to take a holiday. A possible solution is social tourism that refers to programs that offer support to people with a low income. In a study by Nigel Morgan and colleagues based on participant-driven interviews during a UK social tourism trip, the links between well-being and social tourism opportunities for older people were explored. The results suggest that social tourism presents older individuals with occasions for escape, respite, companionship and reminiscence and also for renegotiation of their self-identity following spies or bereavement. However, these trips can also be anxiously anticipated. And that brings me to another reason why some people do not take holidays and choose not to travel recreationally. A fear of the unknown and being in an unfamiliar environment can be highly stressful to people living with social anxiety. If you then consider that taking a holiday can often involve flying, then this can lead for some people to a panic situation. 
Possible ways to reduce the stress is to research the place that you want to visit and learn about the culture in advance. Panic and fear is often a result of imagining a new experience where you're not in control. But by taking time to learn about the country's customs ahead of the holiday, you may feel more comfortable in your new surroundings. Also, by knowing how differences can expand your knowledge, as I mentioned earlier, then this can allow you to rationalise the reason for taking this recreational journey ahead of time. Ultimately, travel and taking a holiday really should be enhancing your well-being, and this should be the paramount reason for going in the first place. Also, it should be a really important reason for choosing where to go. And I practice what I preach here, as I used to feel panic before taking a holiday, especially if I was traveling on my own. However, rather than avoiding the trip, which is often the way to remove the panic and fear, I slowly gained insight into how beneficial travel and immersing myself in the unknown can be, albeit with a certain amount of creature comforts to help with this process. And that brings me to the development of apps and websites that can help with people who need a little bit more information learning about where you are thinking of traveling. In 2010, my partner and I went for a four-week road trip to the Western States of America. It was on the back of a conference and we used TripAdvisor on a daily basis to find the next place we would stay and it worked a treat thanks to the reviews of fellow travellers. We have recently done this again in Portugal and Spain and we also used Airbnb and although it can be occasionally surprising, once again the reviews from people that took the time to be able to give their point of view were really often very accurate. These reviews help reduce that worry of a holiday being stressful and now there are also other apps and sites that allow travellers to share their experiences and offer others advice. My latest find is the Trails Travel app that allows people to easily share their experiences. Now, if this sounds like something you'd like to know more about, then I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you can read their blog. And also, maybe if you do feel anxious at the thought of traveling somewhere new, perhaps do a little bit more reading and learn a little bit more about the place you're going to go using these apps and also by using guides and also talking to friends and other people that may have got some top tips. So I'll finish this episode with the reason why I wanted to write this podcast in the first place. In a world where we are increasingly connected by social media, and there are so many ways in which we can now communicate, as I've just discovered from my recent holiday, it's always great to get away from our routines, to switch off our phones, to just be out of range of the internet and to immerse ourselves in the unfamiliar, and hence the lack of a podcast for a short while. To me, the brain is the most incredible organ and every now and then it needs to recharge and travel for all the reasons I've mentioned today is such a great way to do this and to really connect again with yourself and to others without the need for gadgets and Wi-Fi. I hope this episode of the Everyday Neuro podcast series has provided you with the reasons to take a holiday and use up your annual leave. It doesn't have to be an expensive trip to a faraway place, but rather a way to experience new things, immerse yourself in a different environment and enhance your life story. Even the thought of a future holiday can improve your subjective well-being. So if you're able to, once again, just have a quick think of a future travel adventure. 
and I can guarantee your endorphins have already started to rise. So that's all from me for this episode. Once again, thanks so much for listening and I hope you'll join me for the next Everyday Neuro podcast. If you do have a holiday on the horizon and you'd like to share your information with me, then why not contact me on social media? There's a Facebook page and also Instagram, Everyday Neuro 2018. Or you can email me at everydayneuro at gmail.com. So farewell from me. And as always, please look after that amazing brain of yours. Until next time, take care.